with Jesus. Amen. 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 Let me see here. Anybody have a request tonight? Anybody except Tyler? He's got a request. I ain't seen some no, I'm good. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, what page is that? 259. 259 tonight, page 259. Amen. I'm thankful I'm standing on Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's sing, uh, amen. Let's sing, um, 
559, page 559. Amen. I'm thank, thank God I'm free tonight. Aren't you thankful you're free? Yes. In Jesus.
Amen. so glad that he would bring me out and show me the way. Hallelujah tonight. I'm thankful that he brought me out. I'm thankful he's bringing me through and one of these days he's going to bring me to heaven. Amen. What God starts, he finishes. Uh, I'm glad that he is the captain of my ship. Uh, Amen. I'm on the old ship of Zion and I don't have to worry about it sinking or going down because Jesus is the captain. And thank God for that. Amen. Appreciate your presence this evening. Appreciate a good service that we had this morning in God's house. And uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I got me some help. Amen. I'm thankful when the Lord helps us. Aren't you? Amen. If God doesn't help us, there's no help to be found. It's only through Him. But thank God for what He did this morning. But I'm not satisfied with that. Uh, I need a fresh touch tonight. And I need... uh, uh, another filling. Fill me up, Lord. Fill my cup. Uh, not just halfway, three quarters of the way, but I want it filled up to where it's overflowing. Hallelujah. And God can do that. Uh, amen. Uh, again, just by way of announcements this evening, just uh, do appreciate some of the snacks that have come in for the United for Christ program, but we still need more of those. Uh, again, we need you to step up and uh, amen. So that burden's not just on one or two people, but that we can just all pitch in and uh, bring a little something by way of a snack, whether it be snack cakes, cookies, chips, as well as box drinks for the UFC ministry. I've got to confess, I did this morning, so I'll confess again tonight. I snuck in the kitchen and found me one of them uh, little Debbie cakes uh, before church. Amen. And boy... I didn't ask you, brother. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. It's going good. Hallelujah. Amen. But nothing like a nothing like a ding dong or a ho ho or a, a amen or a, a moon pie. Can I get a witness in the house tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. I felt something on that, didn't you? Amen. amen. Praise Jesus. So uh, anyway, just help us with that. Remember, next Sunday night we will have a guest uh, preacher, Brother Michael Compton from Rogersville Baptist Temple will be with us, and he's going to bring the message next Sunday night. You pray for him, love him dearly. And I'm just always uh, thankful uh, for good uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, friends that we have, and I'm sure Brother Mike will be uh, a blessing to us next Sunday night. Uh, We're going to have choir practice next Sunday afternoon. Like I said, we're not going to do that every week, so to speak, but at least one or two times a month, we're going to get the choir together and see if we can't work on some music. Uh, And appreciate the choir, don't you? Uh, Amen. Thankful for them uh, and their efforts. Just by way of prayer request uh, tonight, uh, once again, continue to remember uh, Matt Cutchall. uh, And uh, again, that... um, 
Reconciliation Ministries there in Columbia, South Carolina. Pray for the Gridleys. Remember Miss Grace Babcock. She still needs our prayers. Eddie Bailey. Remember Otis and his family. Sure was good to see his mom and grandma. And we need to lift that family up in prayer. Uh, continue to remember Miss Lula Cutchall. Pray for LV. Pray for Sam and Barbie. Uh, pray for Miss Linda Coggins, get, uh, surgery upcoming. Of course, Sam's got one too at the end of the month, so pray that everything will uh, will go to where that's uh, going to be able to take place. Uh, amen. Remember my neighbor, Bill Carter, uh, in prayer, his health. Um, amen. Remember Tabby Courtney, we need to pray for her also. Uh, some from this morning, Shannon and Amy Anderson. The Lisa Scott Fisher family, my cousin Richie Waddell, uh, remember Edith Ellsroth. Wasn't that a wonderful praise report that we received uh, from Miss Joanne this morning on behalf of her sister? Uh, amen. Remember my aunt Lisa, uh, my uncle Richard, uh, amen, my dad, amen. The Bailey family's all falling apart. Uh, it's because they're getting old, uh, amen. And then... You resemble that remark. Amen. Remember Roger Brown in prayer as well. These are just some that were mentioned earlier today. I'll give you an opportunity to share any that you might have at this time. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Amen. Amen. Remember Miss Carrie Harmon. We love her dearly. Amen. And pray for her if she's not feeling well. Somebody else? <clears throat> Yeah, remember Dan Clark, this is uh, Jason Clark with the Neelands. We put the prayer chain out for him. Um, and uh, boy, I tell you, just some of the reports that we were getting this afternoon sound like God's uh, performed a miracle there. Uh, amen. How many of you, believe, of you believe that God's still able to perform miracles? Amen. Praise God. I believe that. So let's continue to remember Dan Clark uh, in prayer. Anyone else tonight? Amen. May Holt and Gary uh, Bancroft. Somebody else this evening. Any other prayer requests? Let me give you one. Amen. Remember Danielle Owens in prayer. And then also, uh, Amen. Hold on just a second. We'll make sure I get the name right. Uh, a lady by the name of Carrie Bundy. This is a friend of mine, Mark Bundy, a preacher friend of mine. His wife, she's having some health issues. Again, that's Kath, excuse me, Kathy Bundy. Anyone else? Got plenty to play, pray about, don't we, church? Amen. Pray for each other. Pray for, amen, our young people. Pray for pastors, uh, missionaries, and all that's going on overseas. How many of you tonight have any unspoken requests that you'd like to acknowledge? 
Pray for our lost loved ones, amen, missionaries on the field, and uh, amen. Pray that God would save some more sinners this year, amen. We may not be able to reach the world, but if we could just reach a few, it would be worth it all, wouldn't it? Amen. All right, we'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so at this time. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Rely on you, ladies, in prayer, brother. Father, we thank you, God, tonight for this uh, privilege we have just to gather in this place. Oh, God, Father, thank you, Lord, just for another Sunday night service. Thank you, God, for how you blessed us, uh, Lord, earlier today. And, Lord, just the good challenge that we received from your word. Thank you, God, for the fellowship of the saints. God, thankful for the music, God, and, Lord, uh, every testimony, Lord, uh, the offering and the prayers, God, as they go up, Father, that they'd be a sweet-smelling savor in thy sight. Forgive us, God, for our failures, our shortcomings, for all of those areas that we fall so very short uh, of your glory, God, I pray that you just uh, cleanse our hearts, God, uh, draw us close unto yourself. And Lord, I pray as we said this morning, God, that none of us would be satisfied with what we're at would strive to be closer to you tonight than we ever have before. God, use us tonight as we preach, God. Give me the words, Father. Thank you for the verses that we're going to be preaching from. And Lord, if it's going to be a, a help and a blessing, God, you'll have, you'll have to be the one that does the preaching, God, so do that. Lord, I pray for uh, Matt, Reconciliation Ministries. I pray for uh, Gary and Francis. Pray, God, for Grace. Pray for Eddie. Pray for Otis, God, his uh, grandfather. God, Lord, I pray for Miss Lula. I pray for LV, Sam and Harvey, Uncle Kenny and his help, Miss Linda Coggins. Lord, Becky Davis, Father, I pray for Bill Carter. Uh, Lord, I pray for uh, Crystal Louise. Lord, Ashley Fender, Lord, bless her. God, I pray for Aunt Lisa. Lord, I pray for Tabby. <clears throat> Courtney, Lord, I pray, Father, for Kathy Bundy. Pray for Danielle Owens. God, oh, Lord, would you just, uh, Lord, just return this uh, young lady safe and sound. Pray for Shannon and Amy Anderson, Lord. And Lord, the Lisa Scott for Fisher family. I pray for Miss Carrie. I pray for uh, May Holt and Gary Bancroft. Uh, Lord, I pray for Richie. And uh, Lord, I pray for Edith Ellsroth, Lord. Uh, God, I pray for... Uh, Richard Swiker, I pray, God, for Reagan Brown, Dan Clark, Father, Lord, just thank you, Lord, that we have uh, the blessed privilege, God, to pray not only for ourselves and on our own behalf, but, God, we can lift up our petitions, God, on one another's behalf. So thank you, Lord, for that ministry and prayer of intercession, Lord, that you've made available for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Have a couple of ushers come forward. We will receive our Sunday night offering at this time. Let's be faithful in giving back unto the Lord as He's so graciously uh, given to us. 
Amen. Mike, you lead us in prayer, brother. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's sing a little bit of that one, Pam. 422. Get your gold hymnal, page 422. I'm thankful that I have somebody to lean on tonight. Aren't you? Let's all stand. Let's sing it out unto the Lord tonight. Amen. Learning to lead, learning to lead, I'm learning to lead on Jesus, finding more power than I'd ever dream, I'm learning to The joy I can't explain Fills my heart Since the day I made Jesus my King His blessed Holy Spirit Is leading my way He's etching and I'm learning to lead. Sing now, learning to lean. Help us, Lord. Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power. That I'd ever dream I'm learning to lean on Jesus There's glorious victory Each day now for me Since I found His peace so serene helps me with each task if only I'll ask every day now I'm learning to lean how many of you would say that tonight learning to lean help us Lord learning to lean I'm learning to on Jesus finding more power than I've ever dreamed I'm learning lean on Jesus sing it again sing that chorus lift it up learning to lean learning I'm learning to lead 
finding more power than I'd ever dream. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. You can be seated tonight. Boy, I love that old song. Holly, come on. Pam, you help too. Please.
God for the love of Jesus tonight, church.
Yes, yes. And I never, never thought about that. You know, they're just like, they're just like us. Amen. No doubt about that. If I knew that the death angel was passing over my family and all that stood between me and tragedy was the blood of that little lamb, I think I'd be a little nervous too, wouldn't you? But I'm thankful that the blood of Jesus is greater than our nerves. Amen? Somebody needed to hear that tonight. Greater than our fears, greater than our anxiety, greater than our discouragement, our depression. Amen. Is anybody thankful for that tonight? Where would we be if it weren't for the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. I'm thankful tonight that I know, that I know, that I know that the blood is still there. His blood was shed and it was offered up over 2,000 years ago on Calvary's rugged cross. But uh, you know the truth of the matter is it still has just as much power tonight as it did the very day it was shed. Amen. Amen. Sinners not getting saved, it's not because the blood's lost its power. Amen. I still believe there's power enough in just one single drop of the blood of God's sinless Lamb to save a sinner. Don't you? Amen. Thank God for that. I'm thankful for the love of God. How many of you are thankful for the love of God tonight? Amen. Nobody has any reason tonight to question whether or not God loves you. The Lord proved the measure of His love. Uh, Amen. When He uh, sent His best, He didn't hold back. He didn't shortchange us. He knew that only the best would get the job done. And I'm thankful that when Jesus bowed His head, and said, it is finished. I'm thankful that the wrath of God was satisfied. Amen. The substitutionary death of the sinless Lamb. Amen. Thank God tonight for the love and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Somebody else have a song, a testimony, something on your heart you'd like to share this evening prior to the message? You mind the Lord tonight. God being good to anybody this evening. Amen, Mary. Amen. Amen. God is always good and God is always faithful. I couldn't say it any better myself, could you? You know, it doesn't take a, a, a complicated testimony. God is good. I believe that puts a smile on Jesus' face. Amen. Somebody else this evening? God been good to you. All minds and hearts clear. Amen.
Amen, brother. Amen. It's a growth process. And the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And the Bible says that he stands before God daily, making threatening accusations against the people of God. The problem is a lot of the things he said are true. <laughs> Amen? But whether they be true or untrue, I'm thankful that, that, that in the eyes of God they do not exist. They're under the blood. They've been forgiven, washed. As far, removed, as far removed as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again against us. And I'm thankful that. You ask me why I'm happy, I'll tell you why. My sins are gone. Amen. That's something to praise the Lord for right there. Just the fact that our sins are gone. Amen. How many of you continue to pray for Tyler? Amen. Uh, I'll tell you what, and we said it this morning, but the closer you get to the Lord, the more resistance you're going to feel from the enemy. I'm telling you, church, the level of resistance that we are experienced from Satan is a good measure and a good indicator of just how close we are to Christ. The closer you get to Him, the harder the devil's going to fight you. Amen. And uh, amen, we've got to continue to pick our brothers and sisters in Christ up, especially those who are new in the faith. I'm thankful for what God has done in Tyler's life. And uh, amen. It won't, be, it won't be too long till he will have been with us for a year. Amen. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Amen. Uh, to think about where he was at when he first came and uh, where he's at now and, and what God's done. And uh, I don't believe God's through with him yet. Do you? Uh, amen. And we just need to make sure that he's, that, that he's reminded and that he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that his church family has his back. Amen. amen. And uh, I love him. I'm thankful for him. I'm proud of him. Uh, you know, 2022 was a tough year in some ways. Can anybody say it was a tough year? A hard year. Amen. Went through some things that I could never have imagined that I would face or go through. But I'm thankful for the good things that God did. And one of the good things God did in 2022 is He saved this young man's soul. And if that were all God did uh, for United Baptist Church and through my life and ministry, just to have a little part in it, uh, not, not because anything I've done, it's what God did. But I'm just glad the Lord let me get in on it. Amen? And uh, amen. Thank God uh, for Tyler, his life and his salvation, and I believe that as long as he continues to yield himself to the Lord, uh, the best is yet to come. Do you believe that tonight, church? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Somebody else tonight before we preach. Amen. Praise the Lord. That wasn't in the cards, was it? Huh? Said so that wasn't in the cards, was it? I played this when I had it on my mind, and um, when Tyler said that, I thought, the Lord always goes before you, Tyler, and just hold on to him. Amen. 
We all have to, and I have to remember that. Yeah. Four ninety-nine. Yeah. How about C? Hey, yeah. You just have to play and I'll just start singing. I'll have to do the best thing. All right. Give me, let's see. <clears throat> um, G. Yeah. E. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Each step I take, my Savior goes before me, and with his loving hand, he leads the way, and with each breath, I whisper, I adore thee, oh, what joy to
Amen. Praise the Lord. One step at a time. Somebody said, I'm just taking it a day at a time. No, you better just take it a step at a time. Because things can change quickly from one day to the next. Amen. Amen. But I'm thankful that all the way my Savior leads me. Amen. He doesn't just send me, but He leads me. He goes before me. And He uh, makes our paths straight. How many of you are thankful for that this evening? Praise the Lord. Anybody else tonight before we preach? All minds and hearts clear tonight. So, look at Romans chapter number 5. Romans chapter number 5 tonight. I'm so very, very excited about these verses. Almost feel as if I'm preaching from John 3.16 this evening. John chapter number, or excuse me, Romans chapter number 5 amongst some of the greatest verses in all the Word of God. And uh, we've been talking... Uh, so far in our study about the results of our justification. If you remember, uh, amen, all of the things that we have extra, all those extra benefits and blessings. Well, you, you know, it, you'd think it'd be enough for God just to save us. Don't have to go to hell, I get to go to heaven. But so much more, so many more things God's done for us. And we looked at those uh, amen. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Access by faith. How many of you are thankful God's given you access? Uh, amen. Rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. Uh, glorying in tribulations also. Knowing. I'm thankful that I can know that tribulation works patience. Patience experience uh, or maturity and maturity hope. Uh, amen. And hope maketh not ashamed. Boy, the one thing the old devil shouldn't be able to take away from us is our hope. Amen. And when I'm talking about a hope, I'm not just referring to something uh, I want to see happen, but something that I am expecting, that I'm confident, amen, that thing, these things are going to occur in my life. So again, some benefits, some results of our justification. Uh, the fact that we have been justified, the fact that we have been delivered, the fact that we have been made righteous by way of the righteousness of Jesus and the blood of Christ our Savior. So that is the results. But now we're going to talk about the how-to. In other words, how did God, the process by which God made this happen. And I want us to just look at Romans chapter 5, verse number 5 through 8 tonight. Uh, Romans 5 through, 5 through 8. You can stand and reverence the Word of God this evening if you'd like to do so. Amen. Because, say that with me, because. Boy, that was, that was man, it was coming from every which direction. Let's say it together. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Spirit of God tonight? For when we were with yet without strength, Amen. How many of you know what it is to be without strength? Amen. In due time, 
I'm thankful that it wasn't on man's schedule, but was on God's time. Due time is God's time. Christ died for what? Hallelujah. That ought to make a Baptist shout right there. Are you thankful that Christ died for the ungodly? Amen. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Amen. You think about who would you be willing to die for? Not very many people that I'd be willing to die for. Amen. Tyler, just let's not even have that discussion. Praise the Lord. Amen. I walked up that hill at the courthouse for you twice. Amen. That's enough. Hallelujah. Amen. But listen to what it says. But God commendeth His love towards us. How many of you are thankful that God commended His love towards you? And that while we were yet what? Sinners. Christ died for us. Romans 5, 8 is one of the greatest single verses in all the Word of God. But God commendeth His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Father in heaven, I love you tonight. Thank you for, uh, Lord, your sweet presence. Lord, thank you, Lord, God, that you've given me the privilege to pastor a church full of people who are hungry to hear the Word of God. Uh, God, Lord... um, Uh, Father, Lord, we're thankful for the Bible. And Lord, it's through the Bible uh, that tells us, God, that you love us. Uh, Lord, that you don't just love good people, but Lord, you love bad people too. Lord, not just righteous folk, but you love unrighteous folk. Uh, Lord, not just holy people, but you love sinners. And you proved as much when you died in our place and for our sins. Lord, I pray that the, the never-ending, undescribable, matchless love of Jesus would always be the, the drumbeat of our heart from the day we get saved to the day you call us home to glory. May we do what we do, Lord, uh, driven uh, with a passion, Lord, to love you as you have loved us. Lord, bless the message tonight. God, I approach verses like this and... Uh, Lord, just feel so insignificant, so unworthy uh, to be even able to read the verses, let alone preach them and try to expound upon the marvelous truths that are found within the pages of Your matchless Word. Lord, help us tonight to be a blessing. Lord, cleanse us from all sin. And Lord, I pray that my life would be a channel of grace, Lord. And uh, Lord, just to impart spiritual blessings to your people, not through my lips, but through the pages of your word. We'll give you the honor, the glory, and the praise for what you do. Save a sinner tonight, uh, if it be your will to do so. In Jesus' name, we ask these things all God's people said. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Again, we've already considered the benefits of our justification. Amen. So um, uh, now I want us to move forward and uh, begin looking not just at the benefits of salvation, amen, but how God made justification possible. What drove God? What motivated God to be willing to do something that uh, I can't think think of anyone in this entire world that would be willing to do? 
for sinners what God did for us. I'm unrighteous. I'm unholy. I'm unworthy. But I wouldn't do for a sinner what Jesus did for, for us. Amen? But you think uh, about the fact that God was holy. God is holy. He, it's not just that He was. But He's just he's as holy today as He ever has been. He's holy. He's righteous. He's just. Uh, amen? He's 100% light. In Him is no darkness at all whatsoever. But yet, how in the world could a holy God love an unholy sinner? Why would a holy God, a perfect God, die uh, for imperfect and unworthy? And, 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 and people whose sin caused them to be at odds with Him and to be considered His enemies, yet God still loved us and He was willing to die in our place and for our sins. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? Let's look at these verses. There's a compassion. Uh, amen. That's what this whole, these whole verses, 5 through 8, can be summarized in one word, and that is compassion. You say, preacher, what does that mean? Well, com means with, and passion means love. With love. It means love in action. Uh, amen. Not just somebody talking about love, but somebody demonstrating love. Somebody proving it. Uh, their love. Let me ask you this. You ever had somebody say, well, I love you, but in your mind you're questioning or you're wondering whether or not they really and truly did love you? Uh, why? Because their actions, uh, amen, didn't back up and didn't uh, line up with their words. And what they had done for you maybe were contrary to what they said to you. Amen. I love you and then they turn around and stab you in the back or talk about you or criticize you. Anybody know what the preacher's talking about? But we, can't, we don't have any reason to question uh, the love of God for us and the love of Jesus on behalf of poor, outcast, unworthy sinners, not just because what God said to us, but what He did for us. Amen. God proved His love for us. Amen. By the way, we ought to be in the business of proving our love to sinners. Jesus loved sinners. You ought to as well. Uh, amen. If if Jesus, hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Uh, amen. And if it, if sinners are good enough for Jesus, they ought to be good for us. Good enough for us. And if we're not careful, we'll be a respecter of persons. Aren't you thankful that God's no respecter of person? Aren't you thankful that He puts uh, as much value on the life uh, 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 of a drug addict or an alcoholic? Amen. Or a prostitute as he does on a preacher's kid. Can I get a witness tonight? And a lot of times we want to, uh, amen, put a price tag. And we want to say, well, you know, this sinner's uh, worth more than that sinner is. But friend, the truth of the matter is, at the end of the day, we're all sinners. Amen. You can uh, doll it up and dress it up and make it look good, but in reality, it's nothing more than a covering to the real you. And apart from Jesus, we're all vile, uh, we're, we're unworthy, we're worthless, amen. Uh, amen. We don't deserve God's time or His attention, but yet for some reason that's, uh, that's unable to be imagined, let alone explained, uh, within the finite uh, realm of man's ability to comprehend truth, Hey, for some reason, God loves sinners. Uh, 
Aren't you thankful tonight that God loves sinners? And friend, if that ever gets old to you, you need to find an altar and get right with God. Amen. Hey, the best news in the world, uh, the best thing that the best uh, message that ever entered into my mind was the fact that God loved sinners. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to help me preach tonight. Now there's a distribution because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Here, now you listen to this, the key words and the key phrase is shed abroad. Say that with me tonight. Shed abroad. Amen. Say it again. Shed abroad. And that literally means, and you think about this, to gush out of or to pour into. Isn't that good? Amen. It says, why? Because the love of God is shed abroad. It's poured out of one fountain, poured into another one. Hallelujah. Praise His name tonight. It has in mind the idea of a fountain of oil, a geyser of water, or a volcanic eruption that is exploding or bursting forth and out of the ground. How many of you used to watch the Beverly Hillbillies? Amen. Uh, old Jed Clampett, amen. I've met a few people that reminded me of old Jed Clampett right here in East Tennessee. Uh, amen. But uh, amen, at the beginning of that, uh, that show, in the introduction, it showed that uh, crude oil coming out of the ground. Amen. But honey, I'm telling you, uh, uh, when Jesus died on the cross, there was a geyser, there was a fountain that gushed forth out of Emmanuel's veins where sinners plunge beneath that flood and lose all their guilty stains. I'm thankful that the love of God was shed abroad through the blood of our Savior. Amen. It's almost as if the Lord couldn't contain Himself. He couldn't hold back any longer. And, I, and all of a sudden that fountain of love, amen, that Dad sung about, if that isn't love, the ocean's dry. There's no stars in the sky and the sparrow can't fly. If that isn't love, oh, I feel like preaching all of a sudden. Y'all is in trouble tonight. Amen. A preacher can't preach on the love of God. He needs to throw in his credentials. Amen. If that isn't love, heaven's a myth. There's no feeling like this. If that isn't love, amen. God just couldn't contain Himself any longer. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, that fountain filled with blood burst forth, amen. And it's still flowing, amen. It's still running out of the veins of God's darling Son uh, into the lives of God's people. How many of you are thankful, amen, that God shed abroad? He didn't, he didn't withhold it. He could have withheld His love. Uh, amen. He could have hidden His love. But He demonstrated His love. He shone forth His love in the geyser of God's grace through the blood of His darling Son. Someone once said when Jesus died, God proved His love for fallen man. But He also provided that love. Amen. To undeserving sinners such as ourselves who are willing to access that love by faith in Jesus Christ. It wasn't enough for God to love us. Amen. If, if, God, if all God did was love us, we'd still go to hell. Do you know you can still go to hell with God loving you? But God didn't end it with His love. Amen. He, he appropriated His love. He made application of His love. He said, preacher, how did He do that? By way of the shed blood 
of our Savior. Uh, amen. And boy, I'm thankful for Holly, mine of the Lord, and having Dad sing uh, the fact that the blood is still there. And that story, amen, of the Passover lamb and how they took that hyssop brush and that was a branch and it was an applicator. Uh, amen. It was like a paintbrush. And they dipped that hyssop branch. Uh, amen. Which is a type and a representation of faith. Amen. How do we make application of the blood? By faith. Amen. The blood is applied to our hearts and our lives. Amen. But amen. Uh, they took that hyssop branch, dipped it down into the blood, and then they applied the blood to the doorposts to the homes. And when God, the, the death angel, saw the blood on the doorpost to the homes of God's people, he said, I'll pass over you. Oh boy, I'm thankful that still today when God sees the blood, he'll pass over us. Aren't you? Amen. He appropriated his love by way of the shed blood of his darling son. Amen. Now that we're justified, God continues to pour out new and mesh new measures and fresh doses of his love as it gushes forth and out of the fountain that continually flows. Uh, from Emmanuel's veins. Amen. I'm thankful tonight that the fountain filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins, uh, amen, it's still flowing, amen. The devil's tried to stop it out, amen, and to staunch it out, but amen, he's never been able to clot the blood, amen, but it's still flowing freely, amen, and it's still just as efficient and effective today as it ever has been. You ought to help me preach tonight. There's a provision. How does God provide His love to us? See, all of these are benefits, blessings. Amen. Just if we have peace, we have access uh, into this grace where we, we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience, experience, and experience hope. You say, preacher, what is this? That's a channel of grace. Amen. God opened up the channel. The floodgates opened up on Calvary, honey. Amen. And the day you got saved until the day God calls you to calls you home, there's a connection from the cross. Amen. Through the blood of Jesus. Amen. That is providing and conveying the blessings of God's love to your life. Hallelujah. Thank God. I'll help myself preach. I'll shout myself down. By the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the conduit. It's the river. It's the channel. Amen. And this brings us back to the point. Again, the fact that the Holy Ghost of God is imparted uh, into the life of every saved, born again child of God. Not afterwards or at a later date, but immediately upon the day of your conversion, the devil moves out and Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, moves in. I'm glad that God doesn't do a halfway job. There's this uh, apostate crowd today saying we get saved, amen, and it's like we have double occupancy. Amen? In men's hearts that the devil sleeps in one bed, and, and the Holy Spirit sleeps in the other. Friend, have you ever heard something so foolish in your life? Do you think that the Holy Spirit of God and the devil would be able to get along for one single day? No, my friend, I'm telling you, when Jesus saved your soul, He kicked the devil out. 
And he moved in and he took over and now there's a no vacancy sign because my heart is occupied by the Holy Spirit of God. You say, well, preacher, mine's not. Well, you ain't born again. If any man have not the Spirit of God, he's none of his. Praise God. I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit of God is the identity badge. Amen. That confirms the fact that we really and truly are saved. Amen. I could say so much more. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the channel. It's the river that imparts the blessings of God unto God's people from the day we were saved to the day God calls us home. Now there's an incapacitation. He's going to talk about our past for a minute. Now we don't need to be guilty of living in our past. And by the way, every one of us has got a past. Anybody here say, preacher, i got a past? Amen. And listen, you don't need to forget your past because your past serves a reminder uh, in your life of what God has done for you and where He's brought you from and who you used to be. Oh, I don't want to forget who I used to be. Amen. But I don't want to live and I don't want to... Uh, amen, live a life of guilt and a life of unforgiveness. You know, isn't it sad that some people who are forgiven by God are not willing to forgive themselves? I mean, what an insult it is to God that He is willing to forgive you, but yet you're going to hold your sins and your past against yourself. Listen, if God's willing to forgive you, then you need to have enough grace to be willing to forgive yourself for the sins of your past. For when we were yet without strength, you say, Preacher, what was it like before Jesus came along and saved my soul? I was without strength. Amen. That's right. Uh, again, he's uh, talking about our condition of impotence. Uh, amen. And the fact that, that we were, we as sinners, before we got saved, uh, we were absolutely incapable of making the first advance towards the, of love towards Jesus. Uh, amen. And in any love relationship, amen, when it comes to you and your sweetheart, somebody's got to make the, the first move. Amen. Somebody's got to be the initiator. Somebody's got to break the ice. Kind of like Holly did with me, Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, I run and I did everything, but she hunted me down and caged me up and I still ain't got away from her. Hallelujah. I know Kim did the same to Brian. I mean, as pretty as he is. Amen. She hunted him down and wouldn't let him go. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody's got to initiate the relationship. Somebody's got to, uh, amen, instigate the spark that sets the flame on fire. Amen. Do you know that when it comes to your love relationship with Jesus, and if you're saved, that's what you're in. You're in a love relationship with Jesus. Do you know that you didn't instigate it? He did. You didn't make the first move towards Him. He made the first move towards you. And friend, there's, there's a blessing in that. I mean, it'd be one thing if God gave me attention because He felt sorry for me. I'm afraid for us young men before we got married, amen, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd make a move on a woman and uh, she'd give us attention because she felt sorry for us. 
Amen. But it didn't work that way with God, honey. Amen. There was nothing that I had to offer Him. In my hand, no price I bring simply to the cross I claim. I was incapable of loving God. Did you hear me tonight? Before God, uh, amen, before God made the first move on me, and why He did it, what did God see in me? What in the world would God see in you? But yet for some reason, He made the first move. Amen. And he, you know, the fact that God loved you first is what gave you the ability to love him. Amen. Our love for God is a response and a reaction to God's great love for us. Boy, I'm giving you some good stuff tonight. Amen. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. The Bible says that no man seeketh after God. Uh, you, somebody said, well, I searched God out till I found him. No, friend. He hunted you down. He searched for you. He went as far as he had to go. Why? Because he loved you with an unexplainable, unconditional, everlasting and unending love. You won't ever come to God unless God comes to you. Amen. He's the one that drew you unto himself. Can I say that? I still believe in the drawing power of conviction. Amen. Some people say, well, oh, yeah, I just come to God anytime I want to. Amen. I just get to get this idea in my mind that I, I think today I'm going to, I'm going to turn to God. That's not Bible, friend. The Bible says, no man cometh unto the Lord unless he is drawn by the Spirit of God. Now there's an occasion. How many are you thankful that God made the first move in your love relationship? In due time. Amen. We see how that the expression of God's love towards sinners transpired in accordance with the sovereign and perfect plan and the perfect timing of a holy God. Reminds me of Galatians 4.4. The Bible says, But when the fullness of the, of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman made under the law. Aren't you thankful God's never late? Amen. How many of you have ever been stood up for a date? Amen. I'm trying to make this relevant. Uh, amen. How many of you ladies, amen, your husbands ever stood you up before you married them? Raise your hand. Joanne's right. Amen. Okay, she's trying to clear the air. Amen. I, we need to have confession time right now. Hallelujah. Two weeks. Okay. Amen. Lord ain't the business of standing you up. When He shows up, He shows up right on time. Hallelujah. Amen. Pre-planned. Pre-determined. Pre-arranged. Pre-ordered and pre-orchestrated so that we sinners would all have an opportunity to be saved from the awfulness and the wretchedness of our sins. You know what the Bible tells us about this plan? Oh, so great a plan of salvation. How many of you are thankful for God's so great a plan of salvation to save unholy and unworthy sinners? It says that in Revelation 13, 8, that, the, that God the Father saw Jesus as a lamb slain from the very foundation of the world. Did you hear that? Now let me just ask you, anybody got an explanation for that one? 
I mean, anybody uh, want to expound on how that in the eyes of an infinite, all-knowing, all-powerful, uh, amen, all, all the, all where pre- everywhere present, yet, amen, before God, God the Father ever framed the worlds, spoke the worlds into existence, he saw Jesus, the Son, as a lamb slain from the very foundation. In other words, from the very first day, before we ever knew there was a problem, God already had a solution and a remedy for the problem. And if God could solve the great problem of sin, and sin's the great sin is the author of all problems. Every problem you've got going on in your life can in one way or another be traced back to sin. Now, I'm not saying it's because of a particular sin you've committed, but I'm just saying the reason that man's days are few and full of trouble is because, amen, uh, uh, that death came upon man, uh, amen, and sin fell upon man. Why? Because all have sinned. Death came upon the world through sin. Amen. But before man ever knew there was a problem, God had already solved the problem. And He had already provided an answer and a solution. I'm thankful that God saw the Son as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. I could preach two hours tonight. Oh Lord, you're going to get nervous now. Contradiction. Christ died for the ungodly. Man, you ought to just let this, this sink into your mind. Like a sponge, you ought to meditate. Sometimes we read through these truths and we've heard them all our lives and they get old to us. Man, if the fact that Christ died for the ungodly ever gets stale or uh, uh, amen, starchy or lukewarm, amen, um, if, that, if that ever comes a point in time in your life where you are not moved emotionally and mentally, amen, and your life is not moved to action when you hear the thought that Christ died for the ungodly. We need to find an altar and get right with Jesus. Amen. I'm talking about 1 Peter 3.18. One who is just dying instead of those who, and in the place of those who are unjust. Uh, amen. 2 Corinthians 5.21. One who is righteous dying for one who is unrighteous. Amen. Hebrews 12.3. Amen. You think about this. Uh, again, Hebrews chapter number 12. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross and despising the shame is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. But listen, amen, consider Him. How many of you say in 2023, I need to do a better job of considering Him I need to spend more time considering what the darling Son of God did for me. Do you know that'll change your day? That'll take a bad day and turn it into a good day. Amen. That'll cause you to quit feeling sorry for yourself, to think about the fact that you were an unworthy sinner headed uh, to hell. Amen. If God didn't intervene, you'd split hell wide open. But God, amen, consider Him that endured, you think about this phrase, such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. 
How many of you ever get tired? You become weary. You want to give up and faint in your mind. How many of you are tempted? How many, how many of you would say tonight, Preacher, there's times when the old devil will whisper in my ear, it's not worth it. I need to give up. I need to quit on God. You just need to, you need to consider. Spend some time considering what Jesus did for you. Amen. Lest ye be weary and faint in your mind, the fact that he was willing to endure the greatest contradiction that ever has been. Amen. You say, preacher, what's he talking about? I'm talking about how one who is righteous would die for one who is unrighteous. Uh, I'm talking about how one who is just could die for one who is unjust. Uh, amen. One who is unjust. You know, I, I was right. I had it right the first time. Amen. Say, preacher, slow down. Amen. You're getting a, one who is just dying for one who is unjust. One who is worthy dying. For one who is unworthy. One who is holy dying for someone who is unholy. That ought to make a Baptist shout. Praise God. Contradiction. Do you know salvation don't make sense? <laughs> uh, it don't. Why would God die for you? Why would a king? Isn't there a song that says, Why would a king die for me? I'm just a lowly peasant, but yet the King of Glory gave His best. The greatest offering that's ever been uh, given, the ever price that's ever been paid is the fact that God would send His best. He didn't withhold nothing for you, so why'd you, why would you uh, hold out on Him? He didn't give up on you, why would you give up on Him? Amen, He didn't quit on you. And I promise you tonight, the road he traveled was a whole lot harder than any road you'll travel. Amen. His course was a whole lot more difficult than your course will ever be. Amen. The old devil tempts us to become weary and want to give up and faint in our minds. But, oh, when I think about what Jesus did for me, I believe it will give me the grace just to keep on keeping on. Amen. All right, now there's an exception. Amen. Ought to quit while I'm ahead. For scarcely, verse 7, for a righteous man will one die. Here Paul continues to expound on the statement that he made at the end of verse 6 when he referred to the fact that Christ died for the ungodly, even though we sinners were without strength. We didn't have anything to offer. There was nothing about us that would motivate a holy God to do anything for us, to give us His attention. But yet, He did, he, he did so much more than just give us His attention. He sent His Son to die for our sins. Amen. There is an undeniable difference between the kind of love one has towards those who share a blood relationship versus the kind of love we may have towards those whom we might consider to be friends or acquaintances of ours. You know, the truth is, we don't know. But I'm sure if you're like me, you've thought of this. Who would you die for? You don't have to answer that. But, but I, I really believe, I've thought about it. Anybody thought about that? Who would I die for? You know, I think the list is a whole lot longer of who I wouldn't die for than it is of who I would die for. Anybody relate to that? But there are some people 
that I love and care enough about that I really believe that if if it if if, if a if a gunman were to pull a gun on my wife or my children, yeah, I guess my dad too, praise the Lord. <laughs> my mom, my brother, my sisters, my blood kin, Tyler, nah. <laughs> Amen. There's some people that I'd be willing to die for. Raise your hand. You say, preacher, I really believe there's some people. But most of those people are more than just a friend or an acquaintance. Amen. A blood. A blood kin. Amen. He said, but scarcely for a righteous. It's how rare, how unusual, or how, un- how exceptional of a thing it is for somebody to be able to be even will, willing to die for a, a righteous man. Amen. See, I'm trying to get across to you just how marvelous of a thing it is that Jesus would die for you. How many of you need to be reminded how marvelous and amazing of a thing it is that God's darling Son would die in your place and for your sins? Amen. I'm trying to help you this evening. The exceptional nature. But now there's a conception, and I'm going somewhere, and we're going to end, we're going to land this plane here in a minute. Hallelujah. Yet peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. Here the word peradventure means something that's possible, but not probable. Amen. It, it might even be some acquaintances, those who are outside family or blood kin. You know, the truth is, some of us might have some friends that we'd die for. We would our own uh, flesh and blood. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. But listen, it's a, an, an unlikely and an improbable thing. For a person to be willing to die, lay his own life down and give his or own life for somebody not just that is righteous, but somebody that's good-hearted in nature. Amen? Y'all understand what I'm, I'm trying to get across to you tonight. The less of a likelihood there is that a man would be willing to die for that person who is good as opposed to one who is righteous. Amen? It is a supernatural kind of love to be willing to die for those who are far different than you are. I'm thankful God's no respecter of person. Amen? God's love is not a prejudiced love. Amen? God is not an elitist. He does not show favoritism. He loves all men. But now there's a commendation. And boy, I just want to get this across to you tonight. As we close, but God, what's that next word? But God, what? Commendeth. I'll tell you, the words of the Bible are important. It's not just a thought inspiration. It's not just that the thoughts or the ideas or the philosophies of the Bible are inspired. I believe the very words have power. The word commendeth is a powerful word. You say, preacher, what does that mean? Are you ready for it? (laughs) Amen. The word commendeth, you listen, means to demonstrate. Means to put on display. It means to exhibit for everyone to see. You remember one of the cries that Jesus cried? You know the cries from the cross are important. One of the things, one of the statements that Jesus made 
Boy, aren't you thankful that when Jesus died on Calvary, he wasn't thinking about himself? He said, Behold the man. We said it this morning, wouldn't it be something? And I don't know if I'd wanted to have been there or not. I don't know. How can we answer that? In some ways I would. Amen. But in other ways, I don't know if I could have handled seeing Jesus die for my sins. Amen. Knowing that He was being brutally tortured and tormented not because of what He did, but because of what I did. Could you, could you fathom that? Amen. But to be there, and as that crowd mocked Him and spat on Him, Amen, and made fun of His naked body exposed openly for everybody to see, that crown that was on His head, just making a joke out of Jesus. Amen. Amen, that cat of nine tails that, that uh, turned His back into nothing but raw meat. That spear that was driven through His side. Those nails that pierced His hands and His feet. But instead of being concerned about Himself and His own well-being, He said, and, and again, His hands were outstretched. And He said, Behold the man. You know what that was? That was a, <laughs> that was a commendation of love. <laughs> That was a demonstration. That was an that was an exhibition of love. God exhibiting His great love. I mean, just like a, an art exhibit at a museum. Put on display for everyone to see. Amen. You understand? The common, God commendeth. But not only did He commend, but that E-T-H ending, commend, that means He keeps on commending. <laughs> Oh, hold on while I have a shouting spell. Amen. It's still, he's still commending his love for sinners. He's still demonstrating his love for unworthy, undeserving sinners. Amen. He, it's still the blood of Christ. Amen. The sacrificial payment that God made for our sins is still being exhibited 2,000 years. And nobody will take it down either, honey. Amen. John said it as he saw Jesus walking up the road to be baptized. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Have you beheld? You need to keep on beholding Him. You need to keep on considering that great contradiction of sinners. Amen. If you're needing a little extra drive, if you're needing a little extra fuel in your tank, motivation in your heart, just spend some time thinking about what Jesus did for you. Commendeth. Amen. Again, from God's perspective, that lamb was slain. And again, this is deep stuff. Alright? This is deep stuff. I don't understand it, but it's true. Again, God saw Him as slain from the very foundation of the world. Do you know, God was already commending Jesus, and God was already demonstrated Jesus. God was already exhibiting Jesus, showing Him off before He ever came to this world and died. In the Old Testament, amen? Oh, y'all better be careful tonight. Amen. Say, preacher, when did He commend? 
I believe that he began commending Jesus from the very point that that first sin was committed and Adam and Eve had to shed the blood of an animal to provide coverings. Amen. They tried to cover their own selves with fig leaves. Amen. God said, it's going to take the blood. And from that very moment that first animal was shed, way back in the beginning of the book of Genesis, God began exhibiting, providing us with an... You read the Old Testament from Genesis to Malachi, you'll find exhibition after exhibition of Jesus. Abraham offering Isaac upon the altar. That's God saying, Behold the Lamb. Hundreds of years before he ever came to this world, God was already showing him off. <laughs> Amen. And we could give you illustration after illustration, example of example. Amen. We need to be showing him off in our day. We need to be demonstrating. We need to be showing the love of Jesus through our lives. And one of these days, God's going to show him off not as a lamb that was slain, but as a lion ruling and reigning over all creation. A description. What did he demonstrate? He demonstrated. What did he show off? What did he commend? His love. Amen? The supernatural, unconditional, agape love that was showed off for all humanity through the death of God's darling Son. A destination. Who did He show it off to? Towards us. How many of you would say, I'm part of us? God didn't show it off just for the world. He showed it off to you. Hey, I'm thankful for the day that I saw Jesus as He was. You'll never be saved unless you see Jesus as a lamb slain for sinners towards us. I'm not talking about a general love for all men, but a particular love. Amen. For individuals who will receive Him as themselves, as their own and for themselves. A condition in that while we were yet sinners. Amen. Boy, how exceptional, how unusual it is that Somebody would be willing to die for a righteous man or a good man. And we're talking about those who are unholy, those who are unworthy. But yet still the thought of dying for even a good person is something we have to hesitate or think about. God commendeth His love towards us. He demonstrated, He exhibited His love towards us. In that not when we were righteous, not when we were good, but when? While we were yet sinners. Amen? What did He do? He died for us. Man, I'll tell you what. It's a shame that I've been in church all my life. Amen? All I've ever heard from the moment that I came out of my mother's womb is the fact that a holy God loved an unholy sinner. Man, one of, the, one of the foundational principles of my life, amen, my life has been literally built, and some of you know what I'm talking about. Amen. I, I mean, it was drilled into your mind before you ever started learning your ABCs. You had a mom or a daddy or a grandparent that loved you enough to tell you about Jesus who died for your sins. 
then my question is, why doesn't it mean as much to us as it should? Amen? Amen? You know, again, we ought to be closer to Him today than we've ever been. We ought to love Him more tonight than we've ever loved Him. Some of us can't wait to get out of church. When's that preacher going to shut up? Amen? What's more of a priority to us than being reminded of what Jesus did for us? It was a substitutionary death. He didn't die for Himself. He didn't die for His own sins. He didn't, desire, he didn't die for, you, for His guilt. He died because you're guilty. Amen? For He hath made Him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. If you'd ever get a hold of that, it'd change your life. Amen. I've given the illustration. He's viewing the Scriptures as a lamb, holiness, a lion, power, authority, and dominion. But a snake. As Moses lifted up the serpent. Amen. He's not the snake, I'm the snake. God's judgment should have fallen not on Him, but on my life. Because of who I am and what I've done. But yet when Jesus died on the cross, He literally was punished for the sins I have committed and will still commit before my life is over. And that draws us back and we conclude tonight this thought. What it would have been like. I mean, nothing wrong with using your imagination. I'm trying to make it real to you. We think about so many things. You know what you need to do? You need to spend more time. I need to spend more time meditating on and contemplating on the death of God's Son. That'd be an attitude change right there. Amen. Amen. When you were having the poor mouth and when the devil's convinced you of how bad you have it and how bad your life is, nobody loves me, nobody cares about me. Oh yeah, well, God just sent His Son to die for you. But that's no big deal, is it? Could you imagine being there on that day? See, they didn't know what we know. Uh, God forbid that I would have been in the crowd that mocked Him. God forbid that I would have been one who laughed at Him and made fun of Him. Said, if you're king of the Jews, why don't you save yourself? God forbid that I would have been the soldier that drove those nails through His hands and the feet. The very blood that was shed to save that. I mean, the, the soldier with bloody hands. The one who was responsible for having spikes driven through, the, through God's hands and feet. That blood that spewed forth. Amen? As his heart pumped and that blood spewed out of his hands and feet onto that soldier's hands that was driving the nails. Jesus died for that soldier. Can you imagine? 
And then knowing, can you imagine being there seeing that, knowing who you are and knowing what you've done and how unworthy and how undeserving any of us are that God would love us so much, not when we're righteous, not when we're good, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm just glad that He did, aren't you? Amen. I'm thankful that the love of God was shed abroad. That fountain was opened up. Amen. That blood. Amen. That flowed down His body. Over His hands. And over His feet. feet, And down the wooden post of that cross. And dripped onto the ground. That was the beginning of a never-ending fountain. Amen. That gives all mankind an opportunity to be forgiven. An opportunity to be clean. And an opportunity to be saved by God's amazing grace. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. That's the song I was looking for in the hymnal. There's the song, Oh, What a Savior. Amen. Quartet song. But there's another song in the hymnal. Oh, what a Savior is mine. And we're going to learn it and we're going to sing it. Because, friend, I'm telling you, if anything we ought to do at United Baptist Church, we need to spend more time than we ever have magnifying our Savior for who He is and what He's done. Let's all stand tonight. Father, Lord, I thank You, God, and I know I've preached for a while. But God, when we think about what You did for us, how could we ever spend too much time preaching on our Savior? Lord, how could we ever spend too much time talking about, Lord, that fountain that was opened up and that river of blood that was shed abroad in our hearts by way of the death of Your darling Son. God, I pray it'd get real to us. You know, the truth of the matter is, God, it's a shame that I could even preach such a message without tears running down my face. God, our hearts have become so calloused, so hardened, so unmoved, I'm afraid the verses that I've read tonight, the story that I've done my best to tell, it doesn't mean any more to us than Santa Claus. God, I pray that we would once again be moved, driven, emboldened, energized to live our lives in light of the great cost that was paid, the great price that was made for us guilty, unworthy, undeserving sinners. God, would You move in our hearts and remind us what a marvelous thing it is that God commendeth His love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said.
Pam, you play on the piano. If you need to come, the altar's open tonight.